Uh, would you like to tell me who you are and what you do? My name is Richard Essien, also known as Magical Bones. I am a professional magician um, that sprinkles some dancing in his magic breakdancing, to be more specific. Yeah. So that's actually something I wanted to ask. How do you mix those two things together? Because I feel like they're quite different. How do you bring those together into one performance almost? Um, sort of a bit more of a, uh, an answer that I need to open up a little bit. Well, basically, I, my background is I used to be a hip-hop dancer, a b-boy or break dancers, people like to call it. Um, that was before I was a professional magician. And um, when I perform magic, magic, I, I create these like pieces that tell stories about myself or showcase things that about my history. And that's where the breakdancing comes in because I always try and incorporate my skills or my my experiences as a breakdancer in, um, in the pieces of magic I perform. Mm. Hence why I call myself a breakdancing magician. Yeah, cool. So going into your backstory a bit more, how did you get into music and... Uh, not music, sorry, um, magic and breakdancing? Um, well, magic was interesting because I started magic at a very young age. I started magic um, when I was 10. My mum bought me a magic set. It was a Paul Daniels magic set. He was a famous magician from the UK. He passed away in about six or seven years ago. Um, but he was a very famous magician who's always on telly and BBC and, uh, he was on BBC for about I think maybe 20 years maybe maybe longer than that uh, and everyone had a little my Paul Daniels magic kit yeah. when they were younger and I had one and then went practiced the magic tricks um, I went to school you know tried some tricks with my friends as well and fortunately my my drama teacher uh, David Weeks, his name was. Oh. Uh, he was a professional magician, um, and um, he always used some magic in school. And when he found out people in school like magic, he encouraged them to pursue it as a as a serious hobby. And he's the one that got me into uh, magic, taking it more seriously, and I became a serious hobbyist. Um, and most magicians. Um, I mean, most magicians up in the you know, before, like say, two thousand and I don't know, two thousand and eleven. I would say most magicians are were amateur magicians. In fact, I still think most magicians are amateur. It's just yeah. hobby. It's not many magicians, you know. It's not like coming a, a doctor or a lawyer. It's quite. It's still a niche uh, kind of job. So anyway, that that sort of explains where magic comes from it was a serious hobbyist and um in terms of dance that's where um my career took off i started started young i started um like everybody's you know in their living room dancing to michael jackson or something like that i used to dance in the living room yeah um but anyway fast forward i started um performing as a street dancer uh on the south bank just by the London Eye, and um, and then um, you know I got to do music videos. I got to dance with some celebrities, do adverts, concerts, and tour the world as a magician. 
and that was fun. Uh, sorry, as a dancer, sorry. Uh, and then because I was also working on the streets, I started um, incorporating the magic I learned as a kid into street shows and stuff. And it just evolved from there. And that's how the two sort of merged together. What are you doing nowadays with your magic and your dancing? Mainly, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm mainly a magician. Um, yeah. We don't do much dancing. In fact, I don't only dance in the context of my magic shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I tour around the country um, doing different types of stage shows, illusion shows. And I also um, perform on cruise ships and get to tour around the world um, doing that. I also do um, TV shows. Um, recently I did a show called Britain's Got Talent, The Ultimate Magician, which came out on Christmas. Um, where I was a second place winner, which was fantastic. And um, yeah, so mainly just mix up between theatre, uh, where I tour around the country, uh, we do some stuff on cruise ships where I get to travel around the world and um, yeah, do some TV opportunities or corporate gigs. It's awesome. Birthday party if you want. There you go. So what was your experience on Britain's Got Talent? Did you enjoy it? Was it hard? Was there a lot of pressure? How was it? It was good. It was um, definitely a lot of pressure in the, in the, but good pressure. Yeah, in the sense that, like you know, you know you you had been given this opportunity to showcase your talent to millions of people all over the world, um, and in the UK. So there is a pressure in terms of like you don't want to mess up. There's also that um, excitement about it as well, um, where you think to yourself, you know, this could be life changing. Um, so I sort of had nervous excitement and uh, moved with that. Yeah. Were there any particularly like memorable moments or memorable people you met while doing the show or anything like that? I mean, you meet Simon Cowell, who's yeah. sort of the figurehead for the show. Um, and you meet so many amazing people. I met quite a lot of amazing people actually doing that. I met... Um, you know, Alicia Dixon, David Williams, all the judges, of course, Amanda Holden, but also many contestants, really crazy types of um, acts, performers, and other types of magicians, singers. Um, so I met a comedian who did really well on the show called Nabil. Nabil, the comedian, uh, he was quite controversial. And um, yeah, so I met quite a few cool acts. So what inspires you to create magic and say, where does your inspiration come from on a for creating a piece of magic or a whole show? My inspiration comes from life. The things that I see and experience around me, uh, things that I'd like to people around me or the people I meet to experience. So when we say magic is the feeling of astonishment, it's actually a feeling, a feeling of of wowness, you know, amazement. That's what magic is. It's what makes you feel amazing. And, but it's also storytelling. It's a piece of art. The art of magic is storytelling. It's telling people 
stories. And um, me, I think good stories are ones about life, things that people can relate to. Um, it may not be things people have come across. Um, so you may be educating people in a story um, that they've never come across or inspiring them through your um, life experiences. And within that storytelling, that's when I weave in moment of astonishment. So you want people to take people on this journey. So it's just an art form like that. And um, yeah, so to answer your question more directly, um, my influences come from my surroundings and the life and my experiences. So you mentioned audience reaction there. What's your favorite sort of reaction to a trick you've ever done? I like um, look of just astonishment, just like a, you know, blank pause. And I like it to go into a warm, smiley kind of, that's my personal favorite, smiley kind of reaction. That's what I like seeing. So I love performing for kids. I love performing for everyone, really. Because they have this like, whoa, I've just seen something amazing. And it, and it turns into this warm kind of like smiley happiness. Yeah. Um, that's what we do magic for, to give people those moments and make people feel good about things and believe in the impossible. Um, so my favorite reactions is actually that. I also like the actions where people just like, oh my God, like, no, 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 run out of room. And, yeah. You know, they just cannot believe what they've just seen. Um, so I take all reactions, but that's probably my favorite. So, so the opposite to that, does magic ever go wrong? Your tricks, they ever go wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely, they go wrong. Because um, it's live form of entertainment and there's a, the level of um, sometimes the level of jeopardy risk is a skill based art so um, yeah, it can get wrong when you're doing anything that involves a skill taking cards stealing cards or relying on your audience to uh, react it can go wrong all the time um, and what you do is just acknowledge it it's entertainment it's not the end of the world uh, I mean, sometimes when it goes wrong, it can be the end of the world. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the time, it's not the end of the world. And it's just part and parcel of life. And you just, uh, you roll your sleeves up and go again. Yeah. Do you do any tricks that are dangerous or you could actually get injured from doing? I do a number of tricks that uh, can be considered dangerous. But, yeah. you know, I do a backflip, catch playing card. It's a bit dangerous if you slip and land on your head. Uh, there's one stunt I do in the show, my most recent show called, um, it's called a smash and grab or Russian roulette type stunt. It involves uh, a metal spike that's um, wooden blocks, spikes. Uh, uh, there's like one metal spike, so um, four wooden blocks or five wooden blocks. Each block has a hole drilled inside and each block is the same size and weight as each other. And... Uh, you have five paper bags and the blocks go separately into the five paper bags but one of them has a spike that's standing upright when the bag's closed they all look and feel the same when you mix them up the idea is why it's a Russian roulette type stunt is to slam down all the bags the one is left and uh, hopefully that one that's left the one that contains the spike yeah uh, if it doesn't contain the spike then where you lose your hand or you 
um, serious injury. And as you ask me, what as magic, you know, does it always go wrong? That uh, stunt has actually gone wrong. Um, yeah, and the nail's gone through your hand. It's gone. Yeah, it's in. It, yeah, I've got a yeah. little. Oh yeah, yeah. So what See, do you do there? I assume you can't keep performing when you've got like a nail in your hand. Uh, well, uh, well, when this happened to me, um, it was actually I was lucky. It was in rehearsal. Where I stopped performing and the ambulance came uh, to my house. And uh, yeah, it was a, a challenge. Uh, I was in hospital. I was bandaged on my hand. Luckily, because I didn't hit a bone or an important nerve. Yeah. I was back up and running after about a month or so. Yeah, so that's very lucky there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do your family think of you doing like these dangerous tricks? Or your friends or... Um, family love it actually. Um, family, family are very supportive. Uh, they've seen the journey. Uh, my missus, my son, they love it. Part of it, my show. Yeah. Um, my friends again, they're always they love it as well. They um encourage me. They come to my shows. Always bamboozled. In general, it's been great. I mean. My dad, who passed away sadly, he wasn't best fan of of, the, of of his children being entertained as performers. He wanted us to be go down a more academic route, um, and so he wasn't always the greatest fan. But my mum loves it, so I'm I'm all good with that. Yeah. So I read on your website that you like to give back to the community quite a lot, giving workshops and talks. What inspired you to do that rather than just be a magician? Um, I think for me, giving back is very, very important because we are all community and we all have to build for, you know, our generation, the next generation, the future generations. And it, you know, it's our responsibility to, you know, build the world our surroundings into a better place and um, just bring positivity so I love that because I was inspired by Mr Weeks you know he gave me and mentored me and encouraged me so I think it's cool to inspire others as well so have you had any I'm not I don't really know how to phrase this question but experiences with your workshops your talks that have sort of made you realize it's worth doing or someone you've met at one of these workshops that you think are there they're going to be really successful i've seen um i've seen their magic journey when i used to give workshops as a dancer i also saw performers journey and that's very very fulfilling to see someone start take whatever you're doing your knowledge and then use that but then grow and expand on that and some people become really successful um, in the world of dance, some in, in magic as well. Um, you know, and that for me is very, very fulfilling. Um, so uh, this is probably a question I should have asked at the start, to be fair, but where does your name, Magical Bones, come from? Uh, so uh, Bones was my nickname as a dancer. That was the nickname I was given every e-boy or breakdancer had an or has a nickname your street name bones is mine because i hit hard i hit hard to the bone i'm quite slim guy anyway 
um, a magical coined when I became a professional magician. Started incorporating magic into the dancing and stuff. That's where the name Magical Bones came from. Are you in the magic circle? I am in the magic circle. You are yes. in the magic circle. I'm a member of the magic circle. I even have, see if I'm going to show my old. We all have a, a member's, member's badge and pass. And I have my pass here. The magic circle. Oh, yeah. This is what you get when you join the club. So I, I have no idea what that is. So what, what is that and what does it involve? It's only for members. The members have this card amongst themselves. Yeah. And you can see. And this means that, um, you know, when you go to the club, you show your pass. It's just a club. Magic circle. Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, it's kind of like a club, yeah. So it's a club for magicians to share ideas and secrets. You might call it like Hogwarts. Um, yeah. It's a bit like that, yeah. Yeah. So have you who else so who else is sort of in the club? Is there anyone I'd know? Uh Darren Brown, David Blaine, Dynamo, many yeah. famous uh performers. I mean there's a lot of people we have like in the UK. Yeah. Well across the globe we have like a thousand one thousand five hundred members. Okay. So quite a lot. Do you ever collaborate with them or do shows with them? I've done shows with some members, yeah. I've been in shows like Ben Hart. He's a member of the Magic Circle. Did a show with him, Josephine Lee, um, Richard Jones. A few, quite a few members of the Magic Circle that I've collaborated with. Um, but it's mainly like a club for magicians to share ideas amongst ourselves. So, do you have a dream or a vision, or you might have already accomplished your dream? But is there some way you want to reach, or somewhere you've already reached? I have still have many dreams. I want to. Uh, bigger shows arena tours be yeah. great let's do bigger illusions um bigger tv series would be great uh a traveling the travelogue type of magic show i've done one before i've done a few before but um something that's a bit more edgy um and a film i'll have to make a film yeah would that yeah, be a- I have some goals achieve yeah, is that a film about magic or just a, a film in general? So, yeah. is that something you're going to write or just start? Yeah, that's, that's something I want to do in in the future. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So, I was reading a website again uh, about your show Black Magic, yeah. which uh, celebrates Black culture and diversity. It's a pretty yeah. similar question to the one I asked before about the workshops. But what inspired you to create that show and to present that to your I think audience? It was just about um, explore the show Black Magic is really a, a, an interesting one because it's about exploring um, it means many things to me one I'm black so <laughs> that's the most simplest of meaning why it relates to me two it's because um, Black Magic is usually seen as a negative if you look through Google or Wikipedia or a dictionary, magic is sort of has a negative connotation attached to it. it has religious kind of um, connect, uh, people re- always relate that to religious things. Um, 
So I wanted to explore that. I wanted to explore the differences between term black magic and also, for example, the, the way people perceive it. And um, magic is an art form, that the things that we understand as a form of entertainment and sort of just explore those two kind of ideas and see um, what is it? What is black magic? What do people think black magic is? And what do I think it is? Um, and tell people some history as well. So we're through entertainment. So it was just, it's really just an exploration and just um, many things. So anyway, for me, it's been nice doing that show because I've been able to uh, educate people on some history. One of the things I talk about is Henry Box Brown, who was a former slave um, that escaped from Richmond, Virginia, um, by mailing himself in a wooden crate in um, in 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 Richmond, Virginia, all the way to Pe Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where slavery was abolished. He then became a big advocate for the abolitionist movement, uh, but he was a fugitive, so he travelled to the UK and uh, became a magician. This is in the 1800s. Became a magician as a black magician in in the UK traveled with an anti-slavery magic show um and uh, i think that was a fantastic achievement and also an amazing piece of history that most people don't know and the fact that he was a black magician and the first one of the first probably in the uk ever i think that's also interesting so black magic is about sharing stories and uh celebrating culture essentially are there any more magicians that you look up to yeah, tons. I like David uh, Blaine. He's someone I really look up to. Um, someone that inspired me when I was a kid. Watching David Blaine was, was mind-blowing. Um, Darren Brown, even though Darren Brown's not considered a magician, but, uh, he is a magician to many magicians or many people. Uh, Penn and Teller, they're some Vegas magicians. They inspire me. Um... And uh, David Copperfield, the daddy, the granddaddy of all magic. Um, he inspired, I know, you know, the late Paul Daniels as well. So there are, there's a few. Yeah. Have you ever experienced any, like, difficulty when, I don't know, growing your career or trying to bring a show onto a stage or a show into a TV show? And a, a bit about those, if there are any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always come through adversity in anything that you're trying to create especially in the arts in a creative world it's always difficult because um you know you come across of the when you're a magician professional one it's your business yeah self-made um so you have difficulties in sometimes you might have in promoting yourself you might be a fantastic magician but not the best marketer marketeer um, so there's different skill sets that you have to learn as as a professional um, that become challenging, which is not even just within your own art. Um, and then there's obviously the this your art is also challenging because you know you are essentially trying new ideas all the time in magic. You're always playing around with ideas, trying new things, um, and sometimes those things work, sometimes they don't. Yeah. You know? Um, and that becomes a challenging, but going through that journey is what's, what's fulfilling, especially when you come through the other end 
and it's like yeah yeah so i think that probably is just about everything apart from what is happening with you in the future you're going on tour again if you've got more tv shows coming or anything you want to yeah, mention i'm working on now i'm working on a special my own uh stage special tv show um and hopefully uh off the back of that you know there'll be more stuff on tv i want to do more appearances and um the next couple of years i want to do a big big tour in 2025 yeah. so cool. the immediate goals so where can people find out about that uh my website www.magicalbones.com cool well thank you very much for coming on thank you thank for having you. me and yeah thanks yeah.